0: We're supposed to be in this moving towards gender equality, and yet my six-year-old is still somewhere internalizing this message that the things that she loves make her somehow wrong. You're listening to
1: Femcanic Garage, the podcast that features women in the automotive and motorsports industries, a community that elevates, empowers, and evolves by smashing stereotypes and breaking down barriers for women. I'm your host, Jamie Blossman. Buckle up for the ride, Femmechanics. Hey ladies, it's time to put your badass boss babe hat on. Head over to FemCanic.com's resource page and create your personal listing and your business listing if you have one of those, too. No cost to you at all, just shameless self-promotion. Talent recruiters for jobs, radio, and TV gigs have leveraged this page to discover talent. Come on, ladies. It's time to get your self-promotion on. Remember, femcanic.com, resource tab at the top, and click the Yes, I'm a Badass Woman. Welcome to a special release episode by Popular Demand, the one-on-one interview with Julia. I met Julia at the Women in Machine event in San Antonio, Texas, and her story was so moving that it just stuck with me. And I continued sharing her story with other women. And just as it moved me, I saw that her story moved every single person that I shared with. So I reached out to Julie on Facebook and asked her if she'd be nice enough to spend a little bit of time with me and with you to share her amazing, inspirational, and also heartbreaking story. She shares the direct interaction and experience when her daughter came home from pre-K and said, Mommy, I don't want to be a girl anymore. Your story that you shared with me at the Women in Machine event was Mm -hmm. very inspiring. I know it inspired me, but I didn't know how other people would receive it. And I was Mm -hmm. at a WIN conference, it's a Women Industry Network conference in the automotive Mm -hmm. collision repair industry. Uh I shared with a couple of women the story about your daughter. Mm -hmm. One started to cry.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Where,
1: Where they were so inspired. So I thought, what better way than (laughs) to
0: invite you to actually personally share your story about your daughter? Uh, My name is Julia Longoria. I'm 35 years old. My daughter is Juliana and she's six years old. The proud co-owner of a 1970 Pontiac GTO that she helped restore with her daddy. Since she could barely walk, something she's always been very interested in and working on cars, figuring out how they work. That's always been a passion of hers that she shared with her dad.
1: And I have to give kudos to your husband on that day as well. He's the one that had the stroller, and you and your daughter got to pal around and have your girl time at the Women in Machine event, which was super cool of him.
0: Yes, he's super supportive of her. This was like a big deal for her. It was the first time she was showing the GTO on her own. So he was really super supportive of it and he wanted to come to the event, but he didn't want to take any spotlight away from his daughter and the hard work that she's put into it. So yeah, he was there so he could participate, but at the same time, it was very important to him that he remain in the background so that Juliana and I could really enjoy that day together and and that she could really enjoy the fellowship of other women who were interested and passionate about the same things she was. So yeah, he was fantastic that day.
1: Kudos to dad. You shared a story with me and I believe Juliana
0: came home from school. And what grade is she? She's finishing up kindergarten now. Is it that she came home from school one day? What happened was I'd been noticing over, so she was in pre-K at the time. She was four. I had noticed her making some comments about things and I hadn't really made the connection yet, but there was a So she would make comments like when she was playing um, make-believe games, she would say, Mommy, I'm not going to be the, the princess and I'm not going to be the queen. I'm going to be the king. Like, okay. Or she would say, I don't want to wear that outfit. I, I want to wear this outfit instead because, you know, that's for girls. I'm like, okay. And one day she came home from school and she says, mommy, I don't want to be a girl anymore. And I said, what's wrong, beauty?" She goes, well, it's because, uh, and I was trying to be very sensitive because, you know, I, I want to make yeah. sure that I'm, that I'm not in any way telling her who she is. Or I said, can you tell me a little bit about why you're feeling that way? And she says, well, it's just that all the things that I like to do and all the things that I like, girls aren't allowed to do. And I said, well, what Aww. sorts of things? Yeah, <laughs> How did you feel when she said that? Well it broke my heart. It tried I mean it was really hard for me not to cry because, you know, we had raised her to believe that she could do anything that made her you know, that made her happy and follow her passions and interests. And one of the things that she loves to do is be outside with her daddy, right? And because Juliana was the only child for a really long time and everyone would always ask my husband, do you want to, don't you, are you ready for a boy? Don't you want a boy? And he would always say, why? He's like, anything that I could supposedly do with a boy, I already do with my daughter. And, you know, there's absolutely no, like having a boy isn't going to change that. You have
1: an amazing and, husband, you know that?
0: <laughs> I
1: do. <laughs> I do. And, and you're really... amazing
0: as well. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we, you know, so it was a, it was a really difficult day around then. So that was when she was four. And so, you know, I personally had I grew up in a very misogynistic society and, you know, culture. And so it was really hard. You for mind me sharing to, a little bit your culture is. Sure. So uh, we're Mexican American. Women have certain roles, of course, changing with generations, but traditionally women have certain roles, men have different roles. And. You you know the the more stereotypical male things, uh, Mm -hmm. working on cars, being outside, anything that involves getting dirty. Those are men things. Those are boy things. Girls are supposed to stay, you know, clean and pretty, and do things that don't cause you to sweat. (laughs) That's what I grew up in. Lucky in that my parents are, are, for their time, were pretty. Progressive and and, and allowed me to explore, you know, play sports and do things like that, but still, you know, never touched. He didn't even know how to open the the hood of my vehicle. (laughs) You know, it was just not something that women did as never really encouraged in the STEM, the STEM fields. So when Juliana was born and, and immediately showed an interest in all things, you know, engineering and my husband calls her a tinker because she's always building things and trying to take things apart and figure out how they work. And initially she showed this great interest in tools and building things. So we are um, kinder and hearts. I totally get her. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds well, for, when I was little. <laughs> well, for her first Uh, or maybe it was her second Christmas, I can't remember which, she got a tool bench and all these, like, replica tools that she, you know, that were kid-friendly that she could use. And we have all these great pictures of her, this, like, tiny kid with her hard hat and tools. And she would go around, she's like, Mommy, I'll fix it, and, like, fixing things around the house. Uh And I remember it was really difficult because at first my my father-in-law my mother-in-law were like, that's not for girls and would really try to push you know dolls on her and but that's not what she wanted my husband was very adamant you know those are his parents you know if this is what she likes this is what she's going to be allowed to do and so really stood up for her and I encouraged her too and I was, she would ask me like because she's like grandma says this is not for girls and I'm like you know what's for girls anything that you as a girl want to use or play with so she loves her tools and trains. She's very into trains and like her, her. She had a train birthday party one year at the train museum here in San Antonio, and I mean, and she's you know wearing her little train conductor outfit, and and I put her in pigtails because she's got you know long hair, and mm-hmm. they still the whole time everybody, all of the people that worked at the at the train museum kept calling her him and little boy and. So I can see, despite us trying to protect her, that she was just getting a very different message from society. That day that she came home from school was sort of like a culmination moment. Mom, I
1: have to ask you a quick question. Sure. What was that like? Was it just like frustrating? Was it, (laughs) do you want to punch some people in the face? And it wasn't about calling her a him as
0: much as telling her who she could be. Right. And, and, and yes, I would get so frustrated, even when it came down to little things like buying her the things that she liked. And it would always be in the boy section. Cause I'm like, what are you telling my child? She would go through the, the drive through at, at McDonald's for her little happy meal. And she already knew they say boy or girl, girl toy to say boy toy. Oh, you know, like, gosh.
1: yeah. Right. Like, I didn't even think about, but you are spot on with that.
0: And it it was really frustrating because she's a girl and, and she didn't even get a chance to be a girl before society told her that what she wanted to be was not appropriate. I mean, she's only six now. And these are all the things that she's been through and she's only six. I think about, you know, other women who have been through it. And so, this is sort of how we uh, I, i've always been looking for for other you know women who are like her to be strong role models, and I as much as I try to be, I sometimes fail because i don 't have some of the same interests as she does. However, I will say as her mother <laughs> it's very important to me, so I have been learning all of the ways that vehicles work my My husband was super excited because the other day I was like. I interrupted him on something and he was uh, really busy. And, and And he was like, Can it wait? I was like, No, I really have a it's like this question. If I don't ask, I'm going to forget it. And he's like, Okay. And then I asked him something about, you know, the, disc, the difference between drum brakes and disc brakes. And he was, and, you know, it was like about the way the calipers work. And he was so excited. He's like, Yes, this is, you're finally getting there. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, but part of it, you know, was that she inspired me. Because, you know, it's not that I can't learn those things. It's that I was always told I shouldn't. My husband has one of his, he has a group of friends. My husband's a mechanical engineer, and he has this group of friends from college. They've all stayed friends. They were all engineers. And, of course, there was only one woman in that group. She's a mechanical engineer, and she's just, like, this badass engineer who does testing and Something with explosives. Honestly, I don't know because she's explained it, but it's just like really cool <laughs> and complicated. And so I make sure that Juliana has her as a role model. She's actually the one who told me about the Women in the Machine conference. So as soon as she told me, like she sent it to me, and she's like, "I think you and Juliana need to go to this," and I'm like, "Up, oh, I think we do." <laughs> and so we, yeah, we signed up for that like right away. And then I saw that they had the car show the the car show and I was like at first I was like well do I because I was like how do I get her there you know (laughs) because I didn't want her to I wanted it to be for her so I didn't want my and and Jaime didn't want him to drive it there for her right because he's like this has to be about her it's always been we go places and it's you know my car he's like but it's our car we've worked on it and I want I don't want to detract from this being her car I had never driven the car, I'd always been afraid to drive it. It, I can drive a stick shift, but I had never driven a car that, you know, idles at 2,000 RPMs. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, uh, not really 100% sure on this. So once Juliana was like, yes, I want to do this. I want to show my car. I was like, well, I will drive you there. She's like, you don't know how to drive. So after, so after she would go to bed, we got a babysitter and. Jaime um, would go out with me and we would I learned how to drive this car <laughs> so, that was, so that way she could be so when we got there you know it wasn't her daddy there with her yeah. it was her car you know yeah and she could answer all the questions about it not him because that's usually people will defer to him she and ended up winning questions. an award there as well her first right. award the car show which she was so proud of and at the most recent Pontiac club meeting she made sure everybody knew that she won her first award and everyone was super proud of her (laughs)
1: let me let me kind of go back just a moment to Mm -hmm. that day that she came home and said mommy I don't want to be a girl anymore Mm
0: -hmm. so she came home and and she was really upset. She just says, and I was talking to her because we talk about how her day has gone. And I asked her, I said, well, what's wrong? She says, mommy, I don't want to be a girl anymore. And then I asked her, why not? She's like, well, all the things that I, I like to do, they're not what girls like to do. Girls can't do any of the things that I really like to do. She told me about her little, her friend, Sophia. She says, Sophia is a girl. She goes, Sophia likes to play with dolls. And she's like, you know, to wear dresses. She goes, I don't like those things. She says, I really, she goes, I really like to be outside with daddy. I like to work on the car. I like to go fishing. And, and it really hurt her heart that she couldn't feel like Sophia, that she and Sophia were both girls. And after that, you know, it was really important to me that she see other women what did you say to her, Julia? I told her, I said, you, "You, what you like, those are girl things. Whatever you like are girl things. You, You know, there's nothing that prevents a woman or a girl from being good at the same things that boys and men are good at. I said, if you like to work on cars, if you like to be outside, if you like to get dirty and those are girl things.
1: Isn't it crazy that it's 2019, and as, par- <laughs> as parents, we are still having to have these conversations with our little girls.
0: It's, you know, especially since we tried so hard to insulate her from that, you know, we never wanted that message to come from us, that this is a girl or a boy thing, and I mean, like I said, her first big Christmas, she's unwrapping this huge tool set, and We're encouraging her with her trains and never once telling her, but yet she still is somehow internalizing this message. Yeah. And like, you know, yeah, 2019 and we're supposed to be in this moving towards gender equality. And yet my six-year-old is still somewhere internalizing this message that the things that she loves make her somehow wrong.
1: Oh, God. Julia, what would you share with other parents that are battling the same thing?
0: I think, first of all, to find strong role models for their children. I know that for Juliana, being at the Women in the Machine conference was just unbelievable. And you know what I didn't expect for how inspiring it would be for me? Mm-hmm. Um, so like we have a new project now, um, my grandfather, he loved, loves cars, but he's gotten older and he loves old trucks and he's gotten older and hasn't been able to work on them anymore. And he has this, this old 1968 Dodge that he has been just kind of let sitting there and he, all these grandchildren who want it, he decided that he was going to give it to me because he said and this kind of at the time it kind of hurt that he said it but like okay he said I know with the husband that you have it'll get fixed <laughs> and so I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> thank you I think <laughs> yeah exactly and so I was like oh, okay and the truck I kind of sat here for a while again I have a great husband and he said when you're ready we'll fix it oh. and Uh, uh. (laughs) and so I was you know I was not I guess you know I didn't realize how much I had internalized it as well and even just my grandpa saying you know oh I know it'll get fixed because of your husband and so like it kind of hurt and so it sat there for a while but after the conference we have started working on it and it's mine and Juliana's project I have been asking for opinions from my husband, um, but it's like I'm making the decisions on it, you know, and we're, we're working on it together and I'm learning. And <laughs> even, you know, the, the little stuff, like we had to get it started again. And he's like, well, get in there and you can do this. And at first I was really scared because I'm like, well, I can't do this. He's like, why not? And then I remember she's, my daughter is sitting there looking at me. So yes, I can. <laughs> Isn't it amazing the impact kids have on us? Yes, like to make, Wait, to, to really encourage us to do things that we didn't think we could do either. We
1: think that we're teaching them so much, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but really, how much are we getting?
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, you know, just being at the the Women in the and Machine Conference and seeing all these really strong, amazing women. Was and Julia, just- I, got,
1: I got to pause and give you kudos here. I have to, because there's this, this thing that I believe so strongly in more is caught than taught. We can say whatever we want to our children, Mm -hmm. but they're catching more of what we're doing rather than what we're saying. So more is caught than taught. And the fact that you got in there and just did it just spoke volumes. So kudos <laughs> to you for facing your fears, and it some of it's not even fears; it is deeply held beliefs from our culture, yeah. right? Yes,
0: absolutely. And I it's mean, completely even, going against it. It is, and you know, it's it was. I'll be honest. Even going to the conference, I was terrified. I was terrified. I'm yeah, like, I don't. You're talking about the women in machine. So, correct the women in the okay. machine. I was like, I don't know anything and i was afraid people were going to laugh at me or like you know be judgmental and that fear was taken away almost just as soon as i got there and all of these women who were just lifting each other up and supporting each other because they probably deal with that every day from the men in in society in in their profession so they made sure that that none of the women would feel that in that moment because it was a safe space and they held that space open and that I commend them for doing because it was it's truly good. inspirational. I,
1: I could not agree with you more. I did a podcast on the women in Machine event, sharing my perspective around it. And mm-hmm. you and I are so much on the same page with that, where there are certain moments in time where you feel like you're part of something really special. Like there's those yes. moments where you, you want to pinch yourself, like, wow, is this really happening? And yes. the what that event creates for women is just that that moment in time.
0: Yes. Yes. Like it was it was truly inspirational. Like and it, it's like I said, it's even helped me face my own fears working on my truck. I was <laughs> gonna say on my grandpa's truck, but it's my truck now. It's your truck, um, <laughs> girl. It's yours. There was a, a young lady there that really touched me with her story. When I was telling a little bit about Juliana, she came, you know, she started crying a little bit and she came up to me and she was, you know, she had mentioned a little bit to her story to everyone else, but she said, you know, you're doing a really good job. She said, nobody ever supported me. And I, it's really been very hard. And I just think about all those amazing women who, who did this without support with people telling them, that they, they couldn't or that they shouldn't. And they're holding that space for the rest, for, for women like me and for girls like my daughter to enter into that space and feel welcomed. And I am grateful to them for that because just seeing the joy on my daughter's face that day and for weeks after, you know, it's just like this glow that has just stayed with her. And, you know, she doesn't tell me anymore. She says, I'm a girl. She doesn't say, I don't want to be a girl anymore. And that to me is huge because it means she's accepting that who she is, is good. How powerful. And
1: Juliet, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and share this with with the listeners. There are two episodes that I have recorded that Juliana may be able to sit down and listen to where because of your story, it got me on this mission to try to find other little girls that were like Juliana so that parents like yourself can Mm -hmm. sit down with them, listen to a Femcanic Garage podcast Mm -hmm. and hear their own voice have interviewed Victoria. She is from Hawaii and she is seven years old and helps her dad work on the, on her car that they're building. Oh, there's I love it. There's Ava and she loves cars as well. And she's a Mopar girl and she's eight years old. Wow. So it, it gives little girls just like yours an opportunity to hear on a podcast, mm-hmm. not just see places, but hear on a podcast a voice that sounds just like hers.
0: Yes. Yes. I love it. I I really appreciate what you're doing too and I know it's time consuming and tedious but it's so important. It just really is for women, you know, not just for little girls but for women mm-hmm. to hear but this is this is okay and that this is this is a place for us too. That there's space for us here too.
1: Absolutely. So thank
0: so thank you for doing this. Thank you very
1: much. I appreciate it. Is there any final words that you have for parents as they're helping navigate this society with a little girl that has interests that
0: society says boys should only do that? I think just to not be afraid. I think as parents, we're always afraid for our children to be hurt. But if we raise them to be strong and resilient and know that they're wonderful and loved, anything society throws at them is just, I mean, it may hurt, but they can recover from. It's better that they hear those things from society than from us. We think sometimes that if we prepare them, we prepare them for society by uh, helping them conform to society. And I think that that's wrong. I think we need to prepare them to battle society, to be warriors. And that's what I'm doing with my child.
1: Well, you and your husband are doing a remarkable job. I joke around being a parent is one of the most challenging jobs ever. And, yes. you know, my partner and I joke around about, you know what, if we can get to a point where we only cause our children to have just hundreds of hours of therapy time, opposed to <laughs> a thousand,
0: we're right. stars. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and what's
1: your husband's name? His name is Jaime. Jaime. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Jaime and Julia. Thank you. You guys are amazing. I am honored that I had an opportunity to meet you and Juliana. There was uh, what, if I'm being honest, what drew me to you first is I'm a uh-huh. Pontiac woman. I had a '67 <laughs> GTO convertible. And when I saw your, your GTO, I'm like, yay! (laughs) (laughs) And what came along with it, with Juliana, was the most remarkable part. The car's really cool, but the story's remarkable. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Perfect, thank you so much.
0: Yo soy Julio Longoria, Uh, estoy de San Antonio, uh, Texas, y soy un fancanic. Hey, ladies,
1: it's time to put your badass boss babe hat on. Head over to femcanic.com's resource page and create your personal listing and your business listing if you have one of those too. No cost to you at all, just shameless self-promotion. Talent recruiters for jobs, radio, and TV gigs have leveraged this page to discover talent. Come on, ladies. It's time to get your self-promotion on. Remember, femcanic.com, resource tab at the top, and click the, yes, I'm a badass woman. Thanks for listening to the Femcanic Garage Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Femcanic Garage. Check out our website, femcanicgarage.com, for swag and the transcribes for each episode. If you want to help grow this community, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, review, and most importantly, share this podcast. Spread the word. This is Jamie B. signing off. Are you a Femchanic?